to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. If I'd had a couple of typical kids and not had Jacob, then I wouldn't be able to enjoy all those kids and all those adults that I get to see on the weekly basis that bring so much joy to my life and to everybody around them. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us this week as I get to introduce you to our guest for this week, Missy Thompson. Missy has been married to her husband, Jason, for 26 years, and they have three children, Jacob, who is 17, autistic, nonverbal, and deaf, Brayden, who is 15, and Addie, who is 11. Missy is the special needs director at Cumberland Fellowship in Crossville, Tennessee, where the motto of their volunteers, that the one that they love the most is, see the able, not the label. And she says, we try to live this out every day with each person we come in contact with within the ministry. They are doing some amazing things. And I cannot wait for you to hear more from Missy and hear all of the things that they're doing at Cumberland Fellowship. So here's my conversation with Missy Thompson. Hey, Missy, thank you so much for actually coming in studio today. I am so excited to get to have this conversation with you actually in person, which is great. So thanks for making the trip and being here today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. I love to drive down here and I need to hit old Sam's up oh, too. So. so it's a it's a two <laughs> a for shopping one. Shopping yeah. in there with it. You're like, sure, I can make the trip to Cookville yeah, to be I've on the show. I've been locked in the house with my kids for seven days. That's so, you right. know, a little shopping's not yeah. going Yeah, we are recording this right after. I've called it Snowmageddon. Yes. Because we, I mean, for our part of the country, we got a ton of snow. Mm-hmm. Like I, yesterday was the first day I left my house in over a week. Yeah. And, Me too. you know, it was really okay, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of nice. But other than my son was sick, but other than that, oh, it was yeah. it was all good. So, yeah, so you're like, I am glad to come down the yes, mountain and to absolutely. be here. Absolutely. Yeah, so I am so glad that you're here. And we actually, I met you because Steve Chapman from our team, mm-hmm. heard, he was doing some research about special needs ministries in the area that were doing great things and found your church. I had had no idea that you all were just up the road mm-hmm. and doing such amazing things. And so he met you and then we had a conversation and I was like, oh, we need to have her on the show. So mm-hmm. here we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I want to know a little bit more about your family. I knew, you know, when we had our conversation before I heard about your ministry and what you do, which we'll get mm-hmm. into here in a little bit, but I would love to know the backstory. Tell us a little bit about your family and your the crew that's in <laughs> the your crew. house. There's yeah. a crew, all the right. Crew. Yeah. Um, so me and my husband Jason, we've been married for 26 years, and we have three kids: um, Jacob, who's 17; Braden, who's 15, fixing to be 16; and then my daughter Addie, who's 11. And so we have a kind of unusual, I guess, story. Um, because we had tried to have kids mm-hmm. like for 10 years, inf- infertility treatments, artificial insemination, the whole nine yards, right. nothing, nothing, nothing. And I actually remember going to bed one night praying and thinking, okay, God, I guess it's not meant for me to be a mom. So um, I'm just going to enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I'll just spoil everybody else's kids. Aww. It'll be all good. Yeah. And um, I went to work the next day. They called when the girls had called out, and they called and said, "Hey, can you work today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." My husband's out of town, you know. Right. He worked on the railroad at the time. Went into work, and um, they called and said, "There's a baby that needs to be adopted." Oh my goodness! And I literally remember going to bed that night thinking, 
you know, the girls at work are always coming in tired, kids sick up all night. You know, I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm I like, bed when I want. I'm like, really I want. okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they called and said, hey, this baby is up for adoption. Do you want it? And I was like, are you kidding me? So oh my goodness. All my husband, he's like, I thought you had decided, you know, you it were was, okay. Yeah, yeah, we were okay. And I was like, I know, but you want kids. Okay, this is what I'll do. I'll go up. I'll talk to the chick. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it'll happen. If not, I'll walk away. Yeah. And so Jacob was born at 1234 and at three o'clock he was mine. Like oh, that's how quick God worked goodness. in our story. Like, like you hadn't been pursuing adoption or anything. Well, I mean, I put the word out to some of the OBGYNs right. and stuff, but nothing like concrete. Right. Didn't have an attorney, wasn't didn't oh, hadn't done any goodness. home visits, nothing. So um when he was born, he has atresia and um which means the ear deformities. And in one ear, he doesn't have an ear canal. Okay. So they thought, well, there might be some kidney issues because mm-hmm. those grow Go at the same rate. Hand. So yeah. he was healthy as a horse. Only thing we knew he would have hearing problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And so um, he was nine months old and I found out I was pregnant. Oh my, <laughs> with my goodness. Son. So God definitely had a story for yes. us. Like this was, he had had this written out. We'd waited oh. this whole time for Jacob. Wow. So, um, had Braden healthy as a horse, like he was a little premature, but nothing major, mm-hmm. no issues or nothing. And then uh, when um, Jacob was three, um, he coded. Oh, he wow. was uh, just nothing big, like upper respiratory something, mm-hmm. wouldn't eat. You know, um, my mom called me. He's sick. You need to come get him, take him to the doctor. I'm like, okay. So I go get him. He's When I get there, of course, at the time, I'm not thinking, but... He's lethargic. Right. And so by the time I get him, to, I worked at our local ER. So by the time I got him to the ER, um, right before I got there, he coded in the car with oh, me. Oh, my goodness. So he was down for 20 minutes, like without oxygen, without heartbeat. And so they finally, they got him back, which is almost unheard of. Anybody in the medical field that's listening to this will know that that's almost oh, unheard of. Uh, but they did get a pulse back. And we were at children's for six weeks, two weeks at East Tennessee Children's and a month at Texas Children's. Because he was adopted, we didn't know if it was something genetic or, and they had the number one genetic hospital in the country at the time. So our insurance flew us out there and we referred to it as the time we lived in Texas. (laughs) We were there for a month. Um, He came home. Up until that point, he had developed fine. Mm -hmm. He had hearing and speech issues, but other than that, mobility, everything else, he was dynamic, like almost overachiever. Um, so they told me like, we don't know if this will happen again. He wound up coming home with a G-tube and a trach. He still has a G-tube to this day. yeah. Um, has seizure disorder now. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, a few little thing. He's a, you know, he's, he's a train wreck of diagnosis. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like, I know with my son, it was like, we got one diagnosis, then you get another diagnosis, then you get another diagnosis, and and they just kind of, they just kind of pile up. They just keep coming. It is what it is. Right. Um. But so um, he came home, he had his, um, they said he would never walk again, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, no, you don't know my kid. Mm. Like, this is, you know, you spent five minutes with him. Right. Like, so he was on a walker and wheelchair for 18 months and he had his trach for two years. And then now he's 17, um, healthy as a horse. I mean, he still has his G2, but I right. mean, compared to what he came Way from, rude. yeah, um, he's very healthy. And then when he was six, I had my daughter. Um, so it's, it's been a little bit of a circus. Oh my word. Well, I mean, and just what a journey from the, you know, moment of adoption and finding Mm -hmm. out and then within hours, this child is yours and then all the complexities of everything that went on. And so, you know, so you're, 
your younger son, your middle son, mm-hmm. would have been like, what? I mean, he was just a little guy. Oh, yeah, he this was is- two. He actually turned two while we were in Texas, and my mom and dad brought him up. Like, one of the doctors I worked with flew my mom and my son up Aww. there so I could be with him on his second birthday. And um, and then my dad drove up there and brought him back home, and they stayed for a couple of weeks up there with us. Um, but, yeah, he turned two. So, I mean, of course, he doesn't remember right. it, but he knows Bubba was sick mm-hmm. when he was little. Yeah. And, it made him take, he's got such a big heart with special needs, especially with his brother. Like, he's such mm-hmm. a good big brother. Um, and my daughter is good with him, too. He just don't like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember my son not being there. Right. So he loves Brayden. He actually listens to Brayden better than he does mm-hmm. me and his father. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, my daughter's not supposed to tell him what to do, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to listen to her. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, little sister, yeah. big brother, all all those those dynamics and yes. but you know I can only I mean you sound like you're just like so resilient and you you know you you talking about all these things that happened you know and I, I know when you're so many years on the other side of yes. it it feels so different mm-hmm. than it does in that moment but you know when you're there and you've got you know your your son that that is sick and you're in Texas and you've got your other son it was he Back here in Tennessee, staying yes. with okay, my and so, mom and my in laws. Yeah, yeah, they were just trying to trade trying him out, just you know, take care of him. Yeah. yeah, and so what did that do to your mama's heart? I mean, you're, oh, you know. I mean, it was very like I, my my father in law would bring when we were at East Tennessee Children's would bring Braden to me every day, so oh, I could spend at least an hour with him. Sweet. You know, yeah, because I mean, it's hard being away from your mm-hmm. kid. You've got one lane in the ICU that you can't leave. Right. And I mean, I was not stepping foot back in my house without my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that was determined. And mm-hmm. my husband like, won't you go home for a couple of nights and sleep in the bed? And I'll yeah. stay here. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not leaving my baby mm-hmm. laying there. You yeah. know, I'll go home when he goes home. And mm-hmm. I did not. I did not step foot in my house until I brought him home. Goodness. Um, And then, you know, them, everybody working together. I had such a, I have such a good support mm-hmm. system with my parents and our family and friends that's been with me through all this. Yeah. And they were so generous and so mm-hmm. loving to us to send Braden and my mom out there. Of course, I mean, it did my mom's heart good too because her grandbaby's all the way in Texas right. and she can't be with it, right. <laughs> you know. And uh, so it was really hard at the time. Um, but looking back on it, I just see God in every step of that. Every single step, you know, like yeah. getting us to Texas Children's where, you know, here they wanted to just kind of, I don't want to say that we got very good care here. I'm mm. not saying that. It's just, you know, they just wanted to kind of push us through. And, right. But there they wanted to find out what had happened mm-hmm. to see if it make sure it wasn't going to happen again mm-hmm. and make sure they found the cause. Of course, we never did know, but at least they tried. Right. Um, and for us to even get to go there that far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually had a friend of the family um, that was associated with the hospital. So she was there to meet me because I felt like... Dorothy stepping into Oz yeah. <laughs> or Wizard of Oz, you know, right. like it was like a whole different culture mm-hmm. up there. I was scared. My baby's on the bend. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. to him. And just stepping off the plane, I mean, I got to fly with him in the medical plane up there, mm-hmm. but stepping off and they just want to take him and fooey on you. Right. Like, you know, right. you know, right. They're not worried about it, which they shouldn't be, but still, I'm just like, and yeah. just to see that familiar face there and her taking me in and loving on me when she really didn't mm. really know me that well. It's yeah. a friend's mom, you know. And um, so I just see God in every step of that, mm-hmm. you know. And um, even my husband, who's not really a believer, like, I'm, you know, he struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he could even see God in some yeah. of that. You know, I mean, yeah. he couldn't even deny it, mm-hmm. that God was was helping us through yeah. every bit of it. So beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'll just love when, when I hear stories like that of mm-hmm. how, you know, it's just the most incredibly challenging, difficult thing. And yet when a parent can look back and go, oh no, but God was here mm-hmm. in this moment and in this moment. And it just is, that's so powerful. Yeah. To, to see that. And so you said, is he 17 now? Is that what He's you said? 17. So He's, tell us about him today. Oh, he is a mess. Uh, <laughs> he is cognitively probably between 12 and 18 months. So okay. he's very low functioning. Um, he's very smart, but he's very... So um, he is like 4'11 and 85 pounds, mm. <laughs> where my 15-year-old is 6'1, 250 pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's yeah. a little bit little of difference. A, a little yeah. difference there. Um, he is... Um, very rambunctious, uh, keeps us on our toes yeah. daily. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she was like, I said something about how would I describe Jacob? And she was like, Missy, like, this is not a normal, like, you have your doorknobs turned backwards so he can't get out of the house because <laughs> right. he's a flight risk. You right. know, we have the thumb right. doorknobs, yeah. <laughs> and we have them turned backwards so people can get in, but he, he can't, can't get, get out, out. Right. because he's a flight risk at all times. Right. You know? Loves being outside, would live outside if I would mm-hmm. let him. Um, loves his cars. The funniest thing is that I love to tell people about is he, I just let him when he started high school riding the bus. Okay. A couple of days a week. Uh-huh. Well, it turned into every day. And he's got the most precious bus driver who just loves him and he loves her. And um, so now he rides the bus every day. And since he's rode the bus, he will not sleep in his bed. He has to sleep on the couch or I bought him a human dog bed. Okay. <laughs> he sleeps in our living room floor because he's afraid he's going to miss the bus. Because he's going to miss the bus. And so he loves, like, he's one of the first ones she picks up and one of the last she drops off because he loves he the bus. He loves the bus. <laughs> I've tried to talk my husband into just buying an old bus. <laughs> so you can just, just have that as your family car. Exactly. We don't need the car. I was like, just... this would be the best thing to travel in yeah. because, you know, he's never going to fuss if we're in the <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. I love that. And, you know, he doesn't want to miss what he loves. No, he does and, not want to miss the uh, bus. And he gives the best loving, like it's almost a domestic assault for um, him to love on you. Yeah, yeah. He has to squeeze you super hard mm-hmm. and kiss you super hard. And But he's... He's a mess. He keeps us. He keeps us on our toes. That's for sure. And so, is he in public high school? Yes, he goes to public yeah, high he school. Goes, and... um, he was at our. Uh, we live in actually in Crab Orchard. Okay. So he went to Crab Orchard Elementary with my other two children, and then when he got high school age, he is in the CDC program at Cumberland County High School. Okay. And so he goes. He's with the CDC, which their class comes to our church and works. We've okay. got three classes in our county that actually come to our church That's and work. So great, and uh, they love it. Yeah. So he he's class. They're on the lower scale, mm-hmm. so they put the little stuff in behind the chairs and the oh, pins and yeah. all that, and they yeah. love it, and they're really good at it. So <laughs> he loves the bus. He loves and the he bus. Loves, what else does he enjoy doing? He loves playing with his little cars, mm-hmm. and uh, he loves going... My parents live right next door to us, so he loves going over to my mom and dad's and making himself at home and mm-hmm. getting in the fridge. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> He has refrigerator rights at the yes. grandparents' house, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He has whatever he wants rights yeah. over there. So he likes to go back and forth, and we've got him a little motorized, like Hot Wheels. Oh, like, how you fun. Know, that he drives back and I forth. I love that. So anything with doors or windows mm. is a big hit with yeah. him. He loves shutting doors and throwing stuff out the window. Okay. And, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Fun so, stuff like yeah. that. He fun has st- little nests. We can never find, you know, like normal people can put their keys on the counter and they'll be there when they go back right. the next morning. No. <laughs> right. 
Right. Not at my house. Not at your house. Jacob has little nests all over the house and he hides his stuff in it and hides your stuff in it. Uh Yeah. Anything that you leave um, unattended. It's going to be gone. May or may not be there when you come up. May or may not be (laughs) there. It just wonders, you know, if it catches his fancy, then it's gone. It's all his. So what is it about Jacob that you love that maybe people when they just see you guys out in town or out and about that they might not see? What is it about him that you just love? So he's very interactive. Like he loves to, he thinks he's a comedian. Mm, okay. <laughs> and he loves to aggravate his daddy and okay. play tricks on his daddy. And he loves to love on people. Like when you see him out, he won't, you know, won't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Very stoic presents. Yeah. And, um, but he is very lovable mm-hmm. and very funny mm-hmm. and thinks he's very funny. He has this evil laugh, we call oh, it. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so he's deaf and nonverbal. So he doesn't speak to us. You know, he's he's got an implant that's yeah. supposed to help him hear, and but he won't wear it half the time because he don't like it. Well, it's sensory and yes. all that, yeah. And he don't like yeah. it, so we yeah. don't make it. But uh, he has this very funny, evil laugh. Okay. <laughs> so he thinks he's hilarious. Yeah. And so when he does his evil laugh, you know he's done something mean. Oh. <laughs> to aggravate, and he thinks it's going to get somebody going. And ah. so when you fuss at him and point your finger and fuss, he thinks that's so, so funny. funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he can't hear you, he knows that he's in trouble and he's fu- you're fussing. And so and he'll keep going yes. because he likes oh, that. Yeah. 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 So it, it doesn't really help, right? No. <laughs> I love that. I so love you it. get tickled at him. Yeah. So you can't really get mad at him yeah, or upset. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you talked a little bit about your other two kids uh-huh. and it sounds like you all have just a really unique relationship and how they interact yes. outside of the little sister and big yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but tell us about them and kind of their relationship. Becoming the father of a child with special needs can feel like you've been drafted into the military and you're starting out as a general. With so many demands, it is difficult to know where to start. We'd like to recommend a book written by the late Jeff Davidson along with his wife, Becky, that both encourages and challenges special needs dads to embrace their calling and lead their families with hope. You can find the book called Common Man Extraordinary Call on Amazon or in the Rising Above Ministries store at risingaboveministries.org. Get it today for the special needs dad in your life. Tell us about them and kind of their relationship. So my son Brayden is the typical sports kid, loves every sport. Play He plays football, wrestling. He's done basketball and, you know, just anything he can get his hands mm-hmm. on, which I love because it... Uh, gets rid of some energy that otherwise would be used on his sister. Gotcha, <laughs> so gotcha. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then um, my daughter is the RC, mm-hmm. loves to draw, loves to sing, you know, that kind of kid. And so they're very unique and very different in their own. Um, but they are so good with their brother and other special needs. Like they have a heart for special needs. Like mm-hmm. if my son hears anybody mm. putting a kid down, he is the first. And yeah. my son's not one you want to mess with. Because yeah. like I said he's before, a he's a big kid. Yeah. And he's not afraid to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so his buddies are all scared of him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really funny because I mean, he brings all these boys home. And, you know, Jacob, he just wants to be naked. Like he mm-hmm. runs around, mm-hmm. he still has to wear a pull up mm-hmm. because he doesn't understand right. cognitively right. how to use the bathroom. So as soon as he gets home, first thing comes off is clothes. Yeah. And so his brother's like, This is my this is my brother, and if you can't deal with it, hit the road. Like mm-hmm. I mean, he's very yeah. blunt with him and mm-hmm. it is not embarrassed by his brother whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so he loves him so much um that I think he would take a bullet for him like he is just nobody's gonna mess with his brother Mm -hmm. um he didn't want him to go to high school till he could go to high school 
because he was afraid somebody was going to mess yeah. with him. And I'm like, honey, he has a nurse that goes to school with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to mess with yeah. him because he was so scared. Right. He didn't know how those kids would take Respond him in high school. Him. Right. And so he's so protective and so loving of him. But then we'll throw down and wrestle with him. And it's like typical brothers <laughs> yes. do, you know? It's so fun. Jacob loves it. And he just laughs the whole time. Yeah. And, and, um, and then Addie is so gentle with him, but then when she does try to make him do something, he's like, why are you telling Like mm. I, He doesn't remember a time Braden wasn't in the picture, mm-hmm. but he remembers when Addie was born right. because he was like six. Mm-hmm. And why are you bringing this baby in right. here? She's taking my attention. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he's used to sharing attention with his brother, but not with her. And so when she was little, he would like put her stuff in the toilet. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, so throw funny. it out the window. <laughs> just hers, not his, not his brother's. Just her stuff. It was awful. Um, but, um, and to this day, like he will buck up on her. if She's trying to get him like to come mm-hmm. home from my mom and dad's or do something. He bucks up, sits down, won't get up. Where if Braden does it, he just goes right along. along with And it. actually listens to him and minds him better than he does me and his father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That is so but funny. they are so good with him. And it, it just, like, she'll go get him off the bus for me. Mm. And, and um, of course, he'll fuss with her because he don't want to leave the bus. But, you oh, know, she yeah. has to make him do. And, yeah. of course, she's bigger than him at this point, too. But uh, but they uh, they are really good with him. Yeah. Like, and so they've got a plan when I die, which I'm like, thank you for thinking about when I die. Uh, but well, I, when I die... <laughs> They're being proactive, yeah. Mom. <laughs> He's going to live with Brayden, and Addie's not going to work and take care of him during the day. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, but I, I mean, seriously, how how sweet <laughs> yes. to already be thinking yeah. about that. And know. not that we want anything to happen to you, but you know, that is wow. Yeah. yeah. So you they can love see. I was going to say you can see the yeah. love that they have for you know for their brother, and so you know you. We talked a little bit about how you serve as the special needs director at Cumberland Fellowship in Crossville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. just up the road. So how did all that come to be? That was obviously an act of God because this is nothing I would have ever. Because you were a nurse. Were you a nurse? No, no. I just I was a unit secretary. So I was at the ER. But yeah, yeah, I'd always been in the medical field. Uh Um, So um, when my daughter was born, shortly after my daughter was born, it was to the place where Jacob needed a nurse. Like mm-hmm. he had to have a nurse to go to. He had a tray, he had a G2. Right. He needed a nurse. So um, I quit work in order to qualify for Medicare mm-hmm. or Medicaid mm-hmm. so that he could go get a nurse, get yeah. a nurse to go to school because private insurance at the time would not pay for private mm-hmm. duty nursing. Right. And so um, I hadn't worked since she was six months old. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I hadn't worked in like nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my best friend worked as the Littles director. And so I went in and volunteered and then, Sam, who's our pastor, he said, hey, what do you do during the day? And I was like, well, I'm up here working. You know? yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, would you like to come on part-time and help Mary? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. So, you know, one thing leads to another, and uh, we're talking one day, and I was like, hey, have you ever thought about starting a special needs ministry here? Mm-hmm. This is a huge church. Thinking for myself, right. I would need this. Right. You know? And he was like, yes, and somebody's actually donated money to do that. Oh, my goodness. Why don't you do that? And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> I want word. you to find somebody, somebody to start to it, it so right. I can enjoy it. Right. I don't want. And he's like, no, really, I think this might be something you'd yeah. be good at. And I was like, oh. So I tried it. You know, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not good at this, yeah. you know, if God's got somebody else in plan, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm good. Right. You know, step down. But, um. So we tried it um, in October of 2021. We started our kids program, mm-hmm. 
which is we do an inclusion with a buddy system mm-hmm. um and um and then we have a more of a seclusion room where kids that get overstimulated easily or can't maintain in the classroom they come in there and we have like a pretty much a one-on-one mm-hmm. with volunteers i've got amazing volunteers that are very faithful and coming and love the ministry so much and um we started with that in 2021 and then 2022 right after our first prom that we tried um we started our adult ministry and it has just blew up. it's it is <laughs> like honestly it is amazing so you're saying you didn't start till 2021 Mm-mm. and now you're when you when you hear what all she's doing <laughs> listeners you're going to be blown away it's it is mm-hmm. amazing all the things you're doing mm-hmm. so Fill us in. So it's not anything I am doing. <laughs> it is the Lord himself because I could not do any of this yeah. without him. But um, So we do a Monday night service for adults with special needs. It's like 17 and up. And we literally have them from 17 to 70 mm. come. Um, we do a little, because um, we have a, at our church, we have a Monday night service for people that work the weekend shift or out of town. Gotcha. They can catch what they did miss on Sunday right. on, on, Monday. on Monday. So... Um, we do a, a lesson. Um, we do a lesson each Monday. Uh, the worship team comes over from big church. I call it mm-hmm. after they get done singing in big church, they come over and sing for us, which they absolutely love, and is the most precious thing you'll ever witness. Yeah, I've got to come up because you're not that far from me. Yeah, we need to come up on yes, a Monday night because I'm telling you, it gets your heart. They worship uninhibitedly yeah. and just love it. And are, is mad at me when I cancel worship because mm-hmm. if we're going to do a party, sometimes I might cancel worship. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, I get so much. Yeah. So and then we do like a craft or a uh, uh, some sort of uh, game or something mm-hmm. after that. And then on Tuesdays, we have a day program from 9 to 12 for adults with special needs. And we even have kid, like high school kids come in the summer when they don't have school. Yeah. And we each Tuesday, we do something different. So one Tuesday, we'll do a craft. We've got these amazing craft ladies at our mm-hmm. church that get all these crafts so ready. So great. And so they do. we do craft. One Tuesday, we do a cooking class one Tuesday. And one Tuesday, we go out in the community. Like today, we went to a, um, like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's yeah. Chuckles in Crossville. Yeah. And they loved it. Um, and so we just do some, try to do something different mm-hmm. every Tuesday. Um, and they love it. And I mean, we literally have anywhere from 35 to 60 come. Amazing. It's crazy. And they are just so appreciative of anything we do. Like, even if I think, oh, they're going to hate this. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. They love it. They're so appreciative of anything we do it's for them. So sweet. And then we do events throughout the year. Like, we do a prom, mm-hmm. and that's for 14 and right. up. And we had like three over 300 last year because we, I call every high school that's connected our county mm-hmm. and invite them. And so we had three, like 300. And then um, we do like a cookout every summer and we do a fall festival. Um, this year we did a, a date night for parents mm, and we had like yeah. 28 kids. Um, and I even did it for adults. I had mm-hmm. five adults come because I mean, my my child well, exactly. can't be so, left alone. Same and here, he's, right. And he's an adult. So right. I did it for adults too. We had five or six adults. Um, and then we did... Um, a mom's not out, yeah. which was our first mom's not out. And we had like 10 participate and we had babysitting at the church for them so that they could come to this. And so it was really, it was really nice to kind of reach out. To I know y'all do the families mm-hmm. and it's amazing what Rising Above does. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so I wanted to offer that on a little bit of a local mm-hmm. level a little yeah. bit, but we did our first worship night, um, and it, it was good. So I, I don't think people understand, like, I don't care where you go to church. Right. I don't care if you go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't, we'd love to have you. Right. But 
we just want you to be with their, you know, we want the kids to be with their peers. Mm -hmm. We want adults to be comfortable. We want to love them where they're at in their stage. Like we don't care where you attend. We want you to come to our events Mm -hmm. and and just let us love on you. That's all we care about is loving you. You know, we don't, we don't care about where you attend Mm -hmm. or where you even live. Like if you don't even live in Cumberland County, if you want to drive up and have a date night or you want to drive up and come to our fall festival Mm -hmm. or whatever we're doing, we just want you to come and enjoy. So great. So like when you did your event today and you had how many? We had 50. You had 50 adults. So do you have to get volunteers for that? Did they come along? How does that all that work? So our volunteer, my volunteers for my, I have a volunteers that are, pretty much strictly my kids and then volunteers for my adults. Mm-hmm. So my adult volunteers all come. And like I said, I have the most amazing volunteers. Oh you goodness. wouldn't believe. Uh, and I, you know, a lot of ministries I know struggle for volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, God has blessed me. I have never once struggled for volunteers. They all come out of the woodworks. Like they, and they love on them and they are so interactive with them and just make them feel just so important and so, so loved. It's just, it's amazing to watch them interact with everybody. Well, I mean, like, I just love the fact that you took something, honestly, that was probably a need for you and your family, oh, yeah, you know, and then you are, you've birthed this beautiful um, ministry that's not, and I love that the adult aspect of it, obviously, because I have a son who's now yeah, an adult, yeah. you know, but, but you're, you know, the day program, and, you know, you, it's almost like you just started with this little seed. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you were willing. You were yeah. willing to say, yeah, I'll I'll do this. And so like when you think about the future, what are some other ideas you have of what you're hoping to do? Well, um, my congregation and our, my sta- our staff at church are so <laughs> tolerant of me and my ideas. <laughs> I guess it's a good way yeah. to put it. Um, so I just, I think we have such a good foundation of volunteers and of, participants that I just want to see what God's got ahead for. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he literally puts these crazy things in my mind. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. And so I go to my lead pastor or I go to whoever and I'm like, hey, if I've done this, would this be okay? And they're like, yeah, do it. You know, <laughs> they've amazing. never once told me no. Yeah. Um, and the congregation is so like, if I do, if I'm going to do something big like the prom or mm-hmm. something, I just do a wish list on Amazon and they, they per- take care of it. Like yeah. I don't have any... I'm able to take them all to chuckles because of contributions from our congregation and and different people that are using the program, but don't necessarily go to Mm -hmm. church. Like they'll, they'll make a contribution to the church and I'm able to take them all to chuckles or to the playhouse. We went to the playhouse this last summer and I took up one whole big section, you know, like it was amazing. And so, um, I don't really have anything like big ideas I want to do in the Mm -hmm. future. I just let God lead me and I, whatever, if he puts something in my mind, I'm like, Okay, let's go with that. That sounds great, you know. So it's just whatever he leads me to do, we're going to do it. I love that. I mean, it's just amazing. And I know that you've got stories Mm -hmm. from uh, families of how they've been impacted by what you're doing there. So share a story with us. So um, one of my break my heart stories (laughs) is Mm -hmm. um, I've got a family that come to a church now that at their last church was told they could come to church, but they couldn't mm, bring their kids yeah. because they couldn't handle them. Yeah. And so she called me before she came to CF and asked me what I thought. And I was like, that absolutely breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Please bring those babies to me. Mm-hmm. You know, bring them now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, so it took her a little while because it was, you know, hurtful, very hurtful. And my mama's heart broke for her because, mm-hmm. you know, 
I got, I wasn't taking my kids to church when Jacob got sick. Mm-hmm. And so when he got better, God was like, you know, get them babies in church, mm-hmm. you know? And so it took me a long time because, you know, he's going to be loud. He's going to be disruptive. It's you hard. Know, it's yeah. hard. And you yeah. can't pay attention because you're having to deal with him and, you know, all that. And so that's why I want to do the ministry for those mamas that could come and get their souls fed mm-hmm. and let me take care of those babies. Right. That was the main purpose mm-hmm. of me. So when she told me that, it absolutely broke my heart. Well, they come and those kids are such a blessing to our church. That whole family is such a blessing mm. to our church. Like those kids are not a bit yeah. of trouble. Like yeah. we've put a buddy with one, the other one's in my room and our volunteers love on them. They're very lovable. Mm-hmm. They love coming to church. They cry to come to church. Like if she says, we're not going today, like she says they throw down on her. Like oh, they goodness. want to come They're to like, church. It's- it's like the so, bus and your son yeah, is like, like they are so lovable. This. And then I've got another lady that um, actually her son and my son were in school together, in class together. Mm-hmm. And I just invited her. I didn't know. I said, hey, if you don't have a home church, we'd love to have right. you. We've started this program and come on out. And so now she comes to church. They're there every time they can be. Didn't have a home church, wasn't in church at all. And he loves it and actually has got connected with the ARC of Cumberland County because of it. Wow. Because meeting some of these adults mm-hmm. and doing, so they do dance classes and they go play basketball. And so he's gotten to do that with them just from being a part of yeah. our ministry and meeting other people. And it's just, you know, she's a single mom. She really didn't have anything for mm-hmm. him to do during the day or in the weekends. Right. And so it's really letting us love on them. And she's she actually volunteers for me now. And so is one great. of my most faithful and so very great. good volunteers. Yeah. And so... It's just, you know, it, it does your heart good to see mm-hmm. something good come out of this. You know, like just being a part of this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's good thing. I mean, every day that I'm there and somebody tells me something, like one of my volunteers told me today, like they never even dealt with special needs at all. And they just started volunteering mm-hmm. with me because I had a need. And um, she said she went up to a kid at Cracker Barrel. He's an adult and just started talking to him. Mm-hmm. And the mama said, are you a sped uh, teacher and she was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, thank you for talking to my yes. son. You know, uh, she said, thank yes. you so much. People just normally ignore him mm-hmm. or don't take the time to speak yeah. to him directly. And thank you for doing that. And she said, Missy, if it wasn't for this ministry, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had the nerve to do that. Yeah. Um, and so just, just hearing things like that, just yeah. it just does your heart good that, yeah, this is what God wants. You know, this is, this is something that's needed mm. and um, he just really has a plan for yeah. each one of us. Well, and I, I mean, I know just from the brief interactions that I've had with you, mm-hmm. like you're just a go-getter and you're yeah. going to, people are going to, you are so excited about what you're doing mm-hmm. that it excites other people and mm-hmm. they want to come alongside. And so it's just, it's just beautiful. And John, Alex and I are going to have to come up on a Monday yeah. evening for sure. When, yeah. when it's not so, yes. <laughs> when it's better when weather, it's better weather sure. we will, maybe this summer, yeah. you know, we can come up and see that, but it's just amazing what you're doing. And I just applaud you and mm-hmm. all of your hard work. And, you know, I know you've had lots of hard things in your life, mm-hmm. things that have happened, but what are, what are ways that you rise above your circumstances and you find joy in your story? Um, well, I mean, I really find joy in everything I do mm-hmm. because God is leading me in everything, mm-hmm. every aspect of everything I do. Like when yeah. my nerves are rattled and my kids are getting on my nerves, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes I get down, right. you know, your special needs mom, you right. get down and the Lord, he has to smack me around a little bit sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes with love, smack, yes, with love. love, with love, but he, yeah. sometimes to get my attention, I right. need to smack now every now and then. And so He'll, he'll present me with an issue that's 
bigger than what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you see a kid that's mm-hmm. worse off than your kid and you're like, okay, yeah. my, my gratitude. So bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so being a part of this ministry, like if I ha- if I'd had a couple of typical kids and not had Jacob, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be and be able to enjoy the ministry that I'm in now right. and be able to enjoy all those kids and all those adults that I get to see mm-hmm. on the weekly basis that bring so much joy to my life yeah. and to everybody around them mm-hmm. that people just don't see. Yeah. You know, your typical person just doesn't see them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it amazes me sometimes because if, if I hadn't had Jacob, I would not even be here. Right. You know, right. And I wouldn't get to experience mm-hmm. this. And this is such, there's so much love in each one of them that I get to be yeah, a part of that. Yeah. It's just joy in itself. Oh, you know? So sweet. Well, Missy, thank you so much. Thank you for coming and sharing thank part you. of your story with us and for all the work that you're doing, just loving and serving families. And, you know, who knows, maybe rising above and your church, we can end up doing something together someday. Oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. great. That'd yeah, be great. that'd be great. Love it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.